Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. What's the word, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover. I am your host, Jordan Turner. Thank you guys once again for joining me. This is Friday, December 8th, 2023. Now, on today's show, I got some news that I gathered during the week, and we're going to be running down, giving you guys my thoughts and opinions. I got a couple audio clips that I want to bring to you guys today. Um, You guys are going to be listening to two pods today. The first one is regarding the wrestling news. And the second one will be later on in the day where I react to the impulsive podcast with host Logan Paul as he is interviewing Randy Orton. So you guys can look forward to that later on in the day. Two pods on this Friday. I'm going to be pretty busy during the weekend, so I'm not going to be able to put the podcast up. Uh, So I say, you know what? I might as well do two pods in one day, and then I can chill for the rest of the weekend. But I appreciate you guys tapping into the Wrestling Takeover. Um, if you guys have not already followed me on social media, tiktok.com slash the Wrestling Takeover. If you guys also want to follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover and on Instagram at the Wrestling Takeover. I appreciate the support, man. Be sure to rate the podcast five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio, and Google Play as well. Let's get into the wrestling news, shall we? Let's talk about AEW. Now, there has been a lot of... How do I put this? Controversy. Right? A lot of controversy in the wrestling space regarding AEW. I got the news, and then I'm going to give you guys my opinions on what I've listened to and what I've also read Um, because there's an article here as well too. I will say though, before I get into the audio clip, it might just be me. Actually, I'm bullshitting. It's not just me. There's a lot of people that are in the same ballpark that I am um, when it comes to the mindset of AEW. AEW ain't it right now, man. AEW is not where it should be. AEW isn't really where we thought it, you know, can be. A lot of wrestlers are complaining. A lot of wrestlers are giving their two cents into what's going on. Kevin Sullivan recently got uh, let go by AEW. I know a lot of people in the AEW locker room was fans of his. He was playing a big part regarding Tony Khan. And stuff like that. And he recently got let go. Now, I'm not sure if he just requested his release. If Tony Khan let him go. I'm not sure why Tony Khan would let someone like that go. That's very reliable. Now, I wonder if Kelvin Sullivan is going to go to the WWE. Or maybe go to TNA. It's going to be very interesting to see where Kevin Sullivan goes. Um, But people are kind of like having this perception of AEW that... You know, people aren't being on television. People aren't given opportunities. Andrade is rumored to be potentially going to CMML and potentially going back to the WWE. He's upset with the way he's being presented and booked. I mean, I can't blame him. I mean, he hasn't really been booked um, up to snuff and up to par. I'm actually going to go on a limb right now when I say Andrade. I say Malachi Black. Buddy Murphy and Keith Lee will eventually all go back to the WWE. And I mean that. Keith Lee, Buddy Murphy, or Buddy Matthews, Malachi Black, and on Andrade, Keith Lee, all those guys, they're going to go back to the WWE because the truth is this. They're not being booked to their fullest potential in AEW Tony Khan does not know what to do with someone like Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews. I don't understand how the hell you don't know what to do with these guys. Same with Keith Lee. I know he's been going through medical problems and medical issues and stuff. 
But outside of that, you don't know what to do with someone like Keith Lee. Like, bruh, that shit's ridiculous, man. It don't make no fucking sense. It makes no sense. Come on, bro. So, in my opinion, the way they're being booked and the way they're being presented, say it with me. Hot, boo, boo, ass. Terrible. Terrible, bruh. It's it's insane, but I think those guys are going to eventually go back to the WWE because the way they're being booked, they don't like it. And I don't like it because I'm a fan of all those four guys, and I don't like the way they're being booked. Tony Khan's got to do better from a booking standpoint. Maybe he really needs to take the reins off and give the keys to the creative, to somebody that actually has a creative mindset and mentality. And if it's too much for him, just have him be um, the voice of reason. Just be like, yes, no, ideas here and there. Um, But give the keys to the creative, to someone that is going to give these men and women opportunities. Because it feels like Tony Khan is having too much on his plate. He doesn't know what to do with half of the roster he has. He plays favorites, understandably so. You got to go to your try and true people. I get that. But majority of the people that are on AEW, like those four gentlemen that I just named, Ricky Starks, there's a handful of people. Wardlow, Britt Baker now. I don't know if Britt Baker now. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Now, she has every right to complain. She was talking about how she's not having any promo time. I'm a fan of Britt Baker. Love Britt Baker. The women's division is dog shit. I mean, I can go in a circle on a consistent basis saying the same thing regarding the women's division in AEW. They have no purpose. It feels like they're just throwing the women out there just to throw them out there. They aren't giving them ample amount of time to tell stories in the ring and just to have great character development and promo work. I mean, it's crazy. It feels like everything's such just on the fly with no plan in place. So that's my thoughts. But let's listen to uh, Tully Blanchard uh, was giving his opinion on AEW. So let's check this audio out. For me to do that because I don't watch the product. <clears throat> but the last time that I saw it, um, you need to be. It needs to be a different product than your competition. Let me stop right there. Let me stop right there. Tolly Blanchard is speaking the truth. Tolly Blanchard speaking the truth. Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Listen, man. I love you. I'm a fan of AEW. In fact, I'm actually wearing an AEW shirt on right now. Guys can't see it, of course. I'm a fan of AW. I'm one of these fans. Same thing with the WWE. I'm the same way. I love WWE. I love AW. I want the wrestling business to thrive. TNA getting a resurgence. I love it. I'm going to support them as well. It's, it's a great time to be a fan, but just strictly talking about AW. You need to seriously stop thinking about WWE. Let me tell you something. WWE ain't worrying about you, bruh. They're not worried about you. As much as you think they're worried about you, they're not worried about you. Trust me on that. They're not. Triple H. You know, you got away with it with Vince McMahon. Pop an idea out there, pop it out there, there, boom, boom, right? So now you got a different head running WWE. And the head that's running WWE is a man that's actually smarter than you, more aware. You guys are both knowledgeable. You guys both know what needs to be done. Triple H, a pop shot here and there. He's not going to really say anything. He's going to throw beliminals at you, right? You going on social media and straight up just being like calling out Triple H, calling out Shawn Michaels with the uh, ratings and (laughs) the wrestling community is just weird, man. Everyone always going crazy with the ratings. Oh my God, the ratings, WWE beat AEW. 
Is that going to make you sleep well at night? Because if so, great. That's that's great. Who cares? Who cares? AW needs to succeed. WWE needs to succeed. Tony Khan needs to stop worrying about the WWE. He's got to stop, bro. Oh, God. He's got to stop. Because it's annoying. Focus on your show. Your show has major problems. Major problems. But you're doing some great things at the same time. Swerve and John Moxley. I'm invested. Um, Swerve is getting a resurgence in booking. I fucking love it, man. I really hope he becomes AEW World Champion in 2024. The Swerve Strickland. Because he's fucking incredible at his work. Period. John Moxley, Mr. Reliable. MJF is hurt than a motherfucker. That boy is in pain. He's carrying. Him and John Moxley are carrying AEW. I don't want to make it seem like it's just MJF. It's John Moxley too. These two dudes are carrying AEW's fort right now. Where AEW ain't as popping as y'all thought it would be. It's not. Rather, you can blame the WWE. WWE has blame because they're taking your audience. They're just putting on better shows. Everybody trusts Triple H. They don't really trust Tony Khan. Tony Khan really doesn't have a plan in place. I'm going to tell you right now, bro. I'm going to tell you right now. If you fuck up on this devil storyline, I've had people tell me word for word. Hey, Jordan, if they fuck up on this devil storyline and the reveal is terrible, I'm done watching AEW. Oh, God, I'm not kidding. They've told me that. And I said, I don't blame you. I don't blame you having that opinion. There's pressure on AEW. And I'm just going to speak for myself. You better give me a fucking actual reveal that makes sense. For me personally, I've been saying this. It better be Adam Cole. It better be Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly's rumored to be coming back. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, the kingdom. Come on, bro. That makes sense. If it's anybody else other than Adam Cole, I'm going to throw a fit. (laughs) I'm going to throw a fit. It's going to be stupid. Not logical. It makes sense for it to be Adam Cole. Adam Cole turns heel. He wants the title. He's done with this fucking MJF bullshit. He played him the entire time. Adam Cole, MJF, boom. Adam Cole needs to be the guy to defeat MJF for that world title. Again, unless plans change and MJF is so hurt that he's going to drop the title at World's End against Samoa Joe. And that's that. And then we can go in a whole new different direction heading into 2024 with AEW. But again, I'm blabbering. Let's continue with this audio. You can't be a, you can't be the same product. You can't. What would be advice to the wrestlers you would give? If apparently they don't want it, but let's say they do want it, what would be the one biggest piece of advice you could give them now? I don't know that I would, if they, I don't know that I, my, my mind and, and from the world that I came from in this business, I don't know if there's anything that I could offer because I, I don't know how to do what they do mm. because it is, it is a, okay, I'm going to do this and the fans have to cheer for it or boo it or be quiet. Let me, uh, let me say something real quick. Um, AEW wrestlers have had, well, the youngsters, right? The Darby Allens, not, not Darby Allen, but jungle boy and, and just the youngsters, right? Um, I'm excluding Darby Allen because he's actually gone on record and, and, um, you know, Sting has been teaching him and stuff and he's been listening in that regard. 
um, with CM Punk as well too. But like Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara and stuff. These guys don't want to listen to the new generation. Or I'm sorry, to the old guard. They don't. Edge, Adam Cole is not Adam Cole. I'm all over the place. Adam Copeland has gone on record and said that the youngsters are not listening to him. I don't know, man. I, I would listen to Tully Blanchard. I would listen to Adam Copeland. I would listen to CM Punk. I'd listen to Sting. Take knowledge. And then, but the match never changes. Whereas if I did something and the fans didn't react, I changed course right then. But I had that ability. Because my job was to make people scream. So it was lack of spontaneity, lack of spontaneity, if I can say that. Yeah, I, I don't know that they they really know how to do that anymore. That's uh, that's interesting. Um, and uh, wow, so it's it's going to be very telling. Um. And at the end of the day, it, listen, you know, those men and women are going to do what they want, period. They're going to listen or not listen to anyone. And um, AEW is just getting too much criticism right now, justifiably so, though, because their show is just not that interesting for the most part. Um, now, I will compliment AEW. All right. I don't want to do a doom and gloom bullshit. Christian Cage is in his motherfucking bag. Christian Cage is the best hill in pro wrestling. Yeah, and that means he's better than MJF. Yeah, MJF is kind of tweeting into a baby face. So I'm just strictly talking a heel. Christian Cage is the best heel this year. Their match with uh, Adam Copeland was very entertaining. Very entertaining. I mean, Nick Wayne's mother turned on Adam Copeland. Come on, bro. Come on, man. That shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious, man. It, it was entertaining. Um, so they're doing great. In, in terms of that storyline, they're doing a great job. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I think we're going to get Adam Copeland and Christian Cage in a ladder match at World's End, and I am down for that. For the TNT Championship, I'm down for it. That's something I would love to see. Would love to see that. Um, so that's going to be very, very interesting. Um, we're going to wait and see what happens, but Christian Cage in his bag, the best heel in AEW, no question. The top babyface in AEW is Swerve Strickland. I mean, swerve when I drop, right? Come on, bro. The dance, nada. I mean, come on, man. The whole package. People wanting him to win the AEW World Championship in 2024. Great stuff. Great stuff. Love to see it. Um, I really hope the momentum continues with Swerve Strickland. Because um, whatever they're doing, they're doing a great job. And I just do not want Tony Khan to get cold feet and said, all right, next and move on from Swerve Strickland. Don't do that. Do not ruin this man's momentum. Keep him hot. Because he's burning right now. Keep that flame. So props to Tony Khan on that. And like I said, there is some stuff that are positive. But for the most part, a couple negative. Um, I got another audio clip regarding Dave Meltzer. And take Dave Meltzer with a grain of salt. Um, but here is an audio clip on the negativity regarding all elite wrestling from Dave Meltzer in and around AEW, and it's a lot of negativity right now you know as you know um but and I think some of that stems from you know I mean the the show the show Saturday night obviously was a very poor crowd um it's a great show or a very good show um but it's interesting because there's a lot of Negativity, while at the same time, there's, um, you know, the company's grossing more money by far than it ever has the last couple of months. Um, it's been very, very successful. That's in great. That sense. As far as turning profit, I, you know, that's a different story. But 
Um, and as far as the value of the company, you know, I mean, the, 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 you know, there's a, there's economic aspects of the company that look really good, but there's still this feeling that, and and understandably in wrestling, it's always who's number one, and they are far from number one. Listen, we got to stop with the bullshit. The wrestling community, wrestling journalism, uh, wrestling podcasters, we got to stop with the fucking, oh, who's number one, who's number two? Tony Khan, you're never going to be number one. Never. Unless Vince McMahon returns back to power on the creative side of things. Rumors coming out that Vince McMahon's not going nowhere. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about that shit. We know Vince McMahon is not going nowhere. That's not the problem. The problem is the fear that he's going to go back to being creative. That's the problem. If that happens, okay, you'll be number one again. Trust me. But guess what? It's not happening right now. Triple H is taking the fort. And WWE is number one right now. Stop worrying about being number one. You're number two. And that's okay. Now, you know, they were, you know, a lot more competitive um, in things like television ratings and attendance and things like that. Um you know, 18 months ago than they are now. And there's, you know. Yeah, because they fucking realize that Triple H is taking the fucking fort. That's a fact. I don't need to read or listen to Dave Meltzer to come up with that assessment myself. AEW felt comfortable because Vince McMahon was in charge. So they were the most popular ones. And WWE was behind the eight ball. Yeah, they were WWE. They were more popular than AEW. Um, as a whole, but when it comes to just right now, AEW was more popular than a than WWE at the time. That completely flipped when Triple H took over. Simple. You don't like hearing that. It's just the truth. Simple as that. Triple H is in charge. Everyone is going to be on Triple H's side. AEW, Tony Khan. Focus on doing your best. You're going to be number two. You got to deal with it. Unless Vince McMahon comes back into power, you will remain number two. It's kind of just a really interesting thing, um, you know, where you've got like a negative perception, um, which usually comes when the economics are bad, but the economics are, are not bad right now, but they're still worrisome in the sense that when you look at the future and you look at the uh upcoming shows i mean you don't see shows with uh you know that look like they're going to be drawing big crowds uh in you know in too many places i mean really i think the the nassau show the pay-per-view is the only one with what i would call a, a fairly good uh, uh, advance and some of the advances aren't that good well london of course for august that's that's got a tremendous advance but the rank and file weekly shows. I mean, we don't see a lot of big ones right now. You know, although they have done better in some cases, in a lot of cases actually, with with late buys. So I don't panic at the low advances. But still, when you see them, and in some of the cities, like when they go to um, Louisiana and places like that, it's kind of like well, tonight. Even, what tonight, uh, Montreal? It's not yeah. that strong, especially for debut in Montreal. Yes, Wednesday's um, all right. Tonight is not all right. Um. Yeah, but for the debut in Montreal, I mean, it's disappointing. I think that if this was a year ago or two years ago and they debuted in Montreal, I think that the first show would have done giant business. It's uh, some worrisome in AEW, man, really. Uh, whether you like it or not, I want AEW to succeed. I want them to thrive. But... Uh, Right now, they're not as hot as they should be, um, and that's just the truth. Um, I still watch AEW. Um, Dynamite, I watch Dynamite. Um, I don't know if I admitted this, but uh, I'll admit it right now. Um, I do not watch AEW Collision. Um, I don't. Um, I look forward on social media, see what's going on through social media, but I don't sit down and watch it on Saturday night. I got two other things, and I'm preoccupied with my time. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know about that. Uh, regarding AEW Collision and if I watch it or even if you guys even care that I watch it or not. I don't watch it. I keep up with it on social media. So, 
And I know I'm not alone on that. Let's move on to another topic regarding AEW. Jeff Hardy admits that he feels like a ghost in AEW as he did in WWE. Before I uh, read the quote, um, after I'm done reading this quote, um, uh, again, I've built my brand um, and my fandom, I'd say, on honesty. Um, I give you guys an honest perspective uh, through a different set of lens. Um, and I'm always going to be honest with you guys. Um, no matter if I'm talking about TNA, um, if I'm talking about AEW, or if I'm talking about WWE with guarding uh, topics uh, in the news like this, um, I'm always going to be honest. So I don't want people um, to make it seem like I'm attacking Jeff Hardy here uh, with what I'm about to say after I'm done reading the quote here. I'm a fan of Jeff Hardy. I love Jeff Hardy. Um, and I, I just want him to uh, be okay and, and have a you know, great fruitful retirement career in AEW. Um, but here's what Jeff Hardy had to say. Quote, when I first came back to AEW, it was pretty exciting. I didn't know what was going to be happening in the near future. But I think the last time I was in this extreme dilemma, um, y'all's podcast, I said that in WWE, I felt like a ghost walking around backstage. Honestly, man, I kind of feel still like i feel like a ghost in AEW, just because of not being involved in something cool i feel like there's something so special that quote we matt have within us to really bring out you know nothing wrong with what jeff hardy said there um but jeff you did this to yourself man you did this to yourself um you cost uh, the Hardy Boys to, you know, really get some momentum underneath um, because your past doings. I'm not going to get into the past doings of what he did um, because I've had my fair share of family members and stuff and going through the similar situations that Jeff Hardy went through. Um, so it's kind of sensitive for me to talk about, but I'm here to talk about it because I want to be real with you guys and honest. Um, Jeff, like I said, um, it was your doing, man. Um, you did it to yourself. Um, you can't look for your brother to blame. Um, you got to, you know, take responsibility for what you did. Um, I, I'm sorry that you feel like you're a ghost. But uh, the fact is, man, um, you know, I hope Tony Khan, you know, books you guys uh, correctly. If it's a singles run with you or with Matt or with uh, the Hardy Boys. Um, I know Edge and Christian's in AEW, so I definitely see them doing uh, Tony Khan doing the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian maybe sometime down the line in 2024 we will see what happens but um, it's going to be something to look forward to but again Jeff Hardy you did it to yourself man so that's my thoughts there let's get into WWE now let's get into WWE WWE is hot right now and uh it's it's looking very very exciting for the wwe um i have one news bit and then i have it's going to combine into the topic that i really want to get to wrestlemania oh my god you guys talking jordan you talking about wrestlemania again oh my god listen i'm gonna always talk about wrestlemania baby what you mean i gotta talk about wrestlemania i love to think ahead of the game all right. Yeah, I want to be in the moment, but I want to think ahead. I want to have a clear vision and mindset here. So we are going to talk about the women first. We're going to get into the women's portion of WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, Final Four, the winner. We're going to do all that. So we're going to do the women first. Um, there is a news piece um, regarding Sean Ross Sapp giving his opinion on is Sasha Banks returning to WWE? Let's play the clip. I there was a working plan for AEW to bring in Mercedes, or at least uh, tentatively in August. I have no longer heard that that's the plan. I haven't heard of any 
current plans there. I think if WWE were smart, they would look at the amount that she's asking for, which I have heard the dollar figure, and I would say that is a lot, and I will do it. <laughs> That's what I would do if I were them, uh, because she deserves it. She can be an anchor. She can she. There is an audience that she brings in that nobody else brings in. There are a wealth of just Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet We've seen that. Fans. We've seen that. Yeah. A wealth of them. <laughs> it is worth it. It is worth it, Sean. It is worth it. I'm a fan of Sean Rossap, man. Shout out to you, brother. Keep doing your thing on FIFO. You and the family over there at FIFO. Keep grinding. Keep putting out the best content within the wrestling community, in the wrestling space. So, again, shout out to Sean Rossap. Um, he knows knowledge. He might know something that I don't. But here's the thing. I love Sean. Love Sean. Love Sean Rossap and Fightful. And I respect him and some others within the wrestling space. But here's the thing. I don't need a news report. I don't need an audio clip to have this mindset in my own. I have a feeling. Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks. We'll be going back to the WWE. You heard me correctly. I'm not just following off because Sean Ross Sapp said it. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks will be heading back to the WWE unless AW and Tony Khan come out of the woodwork and out of nowhere. And she was already signed to AW. They were just waiting to come up with a, a creative plan for her that made sense for her to debut in AEW. And again, if she debuts in AEW, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But you look at the landscape of that women's division, and then you look at the potential landscape of WWE. Mm, I'd rather go with WWE. I'd rather go with WWE. That's just me. That's just my opinion. Um... Triple H has been saying that they're going to see a renaissance when it comes to the women's division in WWE. He wants to sign all the top-tier talents. Mercedes Monet. Vince is not in charge no more, sweetheart. It's Paul Levesque. The guy that you, you know, and Bailey had trust in in NXT. To hold the fort down for you. He's there. He's in charge. I think she's she misses home. She misses WWE. She misses her home. She wanted to do what she wanted to do with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've been saying this, and I'm going to iterate it for the new audience out there that is just finding my show. I appreciate y'all. Love you guys. I personally think Mercedes Monet went to stardom New Japan Pro Wrestling to be over there for a little bit and then have that classic with Julia and then go back to WWE and then AEW came around AEW was interested she was going to go to AEW they had a plan for her all of a sudden Triple H is in charge Whoop, plans change plans change she's probably seen what AEW is doing and seeing what WWE is doing and weighing her options she could end up in AEW for all I care and I'm gonna be excited I'm going to be ecstatic because I miss my girl on TV. She put out a video package of her eventual return to pro wrestling in 2024. What's in 2024? January. What's in 2024? Royal Rumble. What's in 2024? Wrestle Kingdom. I think Mercedes Monet will be at Wrestle Kingdom. 18. She will have a match. Is it against Julia? Oh, I don't know. I hope it is. I hope it's against Julia. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Speaking of Julia, WWE really wants Julia. Really, really wants Julia. I could see both of them going over there as a package. Oh, yeah, Mercedes, you, you know, you want to face Julia. Okay, y'all could do that. But y'all could do that in WWE. Come on back. Bring Julia with you. Let's have a killer women's division in WWE. 
if everything goes according to plan and Triple H is still in charge in 2024. I'm going to say this as slow as possible. Women's wrestling in 2024 in WWE is going to be incredible. Incredible. It's my brother in the background, guys. If you hear him, that's my brother in the background. Sorry about that. But women's wrestling is going to be important in 2024. If Triple H gets Julia... Mercedes Monet and Deanna Perrazzo because from Russell Pierce from Fightful they tweeted out Deanna Perrazzo plans to explore free agency and no extension with Impact Wrestling TNA has been reached wow she's a free agent um who's her best friend who's her best friend Chelsea Green right Where's Chelsea Green at? WWE. Are we going to see Deanna Perrazzo, Mercedes Monet in WWE? I don't know what's going on with Julia's contract. I'm hearing conflicting reports that she might actually return back to stardom or stay in stardom. Excuse me. I don't know. I'm a fan of Julia. So whatever she does, I'm going to support her. I would really love for her to come to the WWE. Um... But she does fit the AEW style as well, though. Let's not get it twisted. All right. AEW is baby New Japan Pro Wrestling, but in the United States. That's a fact. So, um, Julia goes AEW. I mean, that's going to be cool because I'm a watcher anyway, because I watch AEW. So, I'm a watcher anyways. But I have a, I have a weird suspicion that um, WWE is going to sign Julia, Mercedes, Monet, Sasha Banks. And Deanna Prazo to WWE. And WWE is going to do their renaissance with women's wrestling. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see. Um, so with the women, now we get to the Royal Rumble. I'm going to throw out every single variable to you guys right now. Every single variable. Let's say Deanna Prazo does go to the WWE. She's going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble, right? Okay. She could be in a tag team with Chelsea Green, and they can go after the women's tag team titles because, let's face it, they're not getting rid of those titles no matter how many times I complain and bring valid points to the table. They're not getting rid of those titles. Okay, I've accepted that. I have not accepted that, but I've, I have to accept that because... They're not getting rid of them. I wish they brought in a mid-card title, though. Oh, well. Beggars can't be choosers. So, Deanna Prazo, Chelsea Green, women's tag team champions in the tag team division. I fuck with that. As long as you have a plan for those tag team titles, that's all I ask for. I do not want random women to be in the team. And no, Chelsea Green and Deanna Prazo will not be a random team. They're actually friends in real life. So, they're not going to be a random tag team. If you're, not lo- if you're not knowledgeable about what they did in TNA Impact, then you'll look at it and be like, oh, that's a random team. Nah, go do your homework. They're not a random team. So, Deanna Prazo in WWE, maybe. Mercedes Monet in WWE, I think it's more 70-30, to be honest with you. I'm actually going to say 80-30. I think she does end up in WWE. I think she ends up in the Women's Royal Rumble. Now, is she going to win the Women's Royal Rumble? That's the question. I don't know. The heavy favorite being rumored right now is a Bailey, a Becky. I don't know. It's going to be real interesting to see what happens. When it comes to the Women's Royal Rumble, AJ Lee, everyone's talking about AJ Lee appearing or having a couple months a per appearance in the WWE, doing a, a pull in a Trish Stratus type of move. People want Jade Cargill to, you know, debut in the Royal Rumble and win the Women's Royal Rumble. She is my pick to win the Women's Royal Rumble. I know I got Bailey as well as a plan B to win the Women's Royal Rumble. So um, it's it's going to be real interesting to see how that transpires and how that works out. Um, so. We'll, we'll see what happens there with AJ Lee 
coming into the WWE and being in the Women's Royal Rumble and having a match at WrestleMania. Um, if she's going to have a match at WrestleMania, again, I am fantasy booking. I'm just coming up with ideas. That's all I'm doing. If she has a match at WrestleMania, Sasha Banks, Jade Cargill, she could eliminate Jade Cargill in the Royal Rumble. AJ Lee and, and Jade Cargill have a problem with that. She comes back in, eliminates AJ. You book that for WrestleMania and you go on. You know what I mean? So I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, but we'll see what happens with AJ Lee. Um, Jade Cargill winning the Women's Royal Rumble is a possibility. Um, and, and again, if she wins the Women's Royal Rumble, who is she facing? Because if Eel's going to defend it against Bailey. And Rhea's rumored to be defending it against Becky Lynch. That's what's being rumored right now. So we're going to see what happens. We are going to see what happens. Um, Bianca Belair, where does she fit in at WrestleMania? Um, And by the way, for the people saying fatal four ways, triple threats, I'm going to say this as respectable as I can. This is why you guys are not on the creative team. I'm not on the creative team either, but what I'm saying is that's a dumbass idea. Why are you going to do a three-way? Why are you going to do a fatal four-way? That is lazy booking. That's lazy to me. We got to put everybody on the card. No, you don't. No, you don't. You just want to. That's it. You don't have to. You just want to. Simple. So, for the women, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how they go heading into WrestleMania. Bailey being a rumored potential winner. Jade Cargill, Becky Lynch, even Charlotte Flair is a potential winner. Maybe a returning Sasha Banks. It's going to be real interesting to see how that shapes up. But if this was me, and if I'm booking WrestleMania for the women... I'm going with EO Sky versus Bailey. I'm having Bailey win the Women's Royal Rumble, having her go one on one with EO at WrestleMania. I'm doing Jade Cargill versus Sasha Banks. I am having Jade Cargill uh, get eliminated by Sasha Banks, and Jade Cargill takes that personal, and we give a feud for WrestleMania between Sasha Banks and Jade Cargill in the undercard. That's two matches. Number three, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. I don't need to explain. That's obvious. Oh, what happens with Charlotte Flair? What happens with Bianca Belair? There's your match right there. Boom. There's your match. Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair, one-on-one. Who's the best? Bianca Belair is beating Sasha. She's beating Becky. She's beating Bailey. You have one more you never beat. Because you never faced their 1v1. And that's Charlotte Flair. It writes itself. Stop playing with me, bro. Stop playing with me, man. Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Sasha Banks versus Jay Cargill. And Bailey versus Eel. Stop playing with me, boy. Now, is that happening? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Out of the four that, ha- that might happen, Bailey, Eel, yes. Becky, Rhea, yes. Charlotte and Bianca, yes. But Sasha Banks and Jay Cargo, probably not. But that's my thoughts on the women there and the women's uh, situation regarding uh, WrestleMania and where I would take it. Again, my winner for me would be Bailey. She would get that opportunity with um, EO Sky at WrestleMania, Sasha Banks. Um, she gets eliminated um, by Jay Cargill, or you can actually have Jay Cargill eliminate Sasha Banks, and Sasha Banks can turn heel on Jade Cargill. Either or, there you go. And then Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch gets very close to win the Women's World Rumble. Um, Bailey, I'm just throwing this out there. Bailey and Becky can be the final two, and and, and Bailey gets you know, um, or she eliminates Becky Lynch and. Bailey wins the Rumble. She faces Io. Becky Lynch, she really wants to face Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's beating every single person. Rhea Ripley can go cut a promo where, see, this is why I'm, I'm good at what I do. 
She can go out and cut a promo and simply say, I've beaten every single person in the women's division. I have beaten every motherfucker that has stepped in this fucking ring with me. I've beaten them all. No, you haven't. You haven't beaten Becky Lynch. That's your match. Mark it down. WrestleMania, that's how you do it. Boom. Simple. Let's talk about the men. I want to end it with the men before I get out of here. Um, again, y'all can tune in later on tonight, which I will be reacting to um, the Impulsive Podcast with Logan Paul as um, he will be interviewing Randy Orton. It was posted a couple of days ago, but I will be reacting to that interview. So you guys can look forward to that later on tonight. The Men's Royal Rumble. Everything with the Men's Royal Rumble. WrestleMania. What's going to happen? Listen. Listen, man. Again, I'm just throwing out ideas. I'm really good at these things. I'm, I'm good at what I do. <sighs> Y'all ready? This is all from the top of the head, man. This is all from the top of the dome. Uh, through my mind. And I'm going to just flat out go out and say this. You got a couple variables that you can do. I know Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk. Everyone's talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk at WrestleMania. If they do that at WrestleMania, who is Seth Rollins going to face? Gunther would then be able to win the Men's Royal Rumble. Go on to WrestleMania. Challenge Seth Rollins for the world title. You got CM Punk. You got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bam. Brock Lesnar. Who does he face? I don't know, man. I, I really don't. I don't know. You would have to really figure that out. Um, and it, it needs to be a credible opponent. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. I remember. Wait a minute. Who did I book against Brock Lesnar in the first place? Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Brock Lesnar. Stone Cold Steve Austin. CM Punk. Seth Rollins. Gunther. World title. Roman. Cody. Boom. Boom. Come on, bro. Now. Do I want, if this is, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm actually speaking for the majority of people as well. I know there's people that want to see Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk, and I'm one of them. I'm one of them. If we get, I want to make this perfectly clear, because we're starting to feud with Seth Rollins and CM Punk already. It's already starting. If WWE announces... CM Punk versus Seth Rollins at the Royal Rumble. Stone Cold Steve Austin agreed to a deal, and he agreed to fight CM Punk. I would have CM Punk lose to Seth Rollins, and then after the match, I would have Stone Cold Steve Austin come out. Now, here's why I would do that. Because beforehand, during the little feud with Rollins here and there, I don't know, CM Punk takes a subliminal shot at Stone Cold. Why? Axe Punk that. I don't know why. Seth Rollins beats him. Stone Cold comes out. Ha, bitch. You fucking lost. You lost. Now you about to get your ass beat. Why are you talking shit for? You want this match so bad, right? All right, bet. I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to whoop your ass to WrestleMania. Bam. Main event night one. We already know that. Main event night one. Gunther, Seth... That's going to be a banger, boy. That's going to be a banger. There's so many avenues that you can go. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus CM Punk. Seth Rollins versus Gunther. Roman Reigns versus Cody. What about Randy Orton? I seen a report on Drew McIntyre. Randy Orton, WrestleMania? Fuck out of here. Hell nah. No. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, I know Drew McIntyre is a heel. You can do better for both Drew and Randy Orton. That match to me just sounds complacent. That's what that sounds. But there's a story you can do. Wait, Jordan. No, there's not. There's no story. No, there's a story. You got to be creative. Drew McIntyre is a heel. He's sick of the disrespect. He's sick of being overlooked. He's sick of being screwed over. Randy Orton. They're friends. Boom. Like, Drew, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? Why are you having this attitude for? You're over here attacking people. You attack my best friend, Cody. What's wrong with you? And then Drew can map out. Boom, boom, boom. Woo, woo, woo. The 
promo, bam. Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, WrestleMania, settle it. Would I do that? Fuck no, I wouldn't do that. Solo Sokoa, Solo Sokoa versus Randy Orton, WrestleMania. It makes sense. Who took out Randy Orton before the injury, right? Getting ran off television. Who took out Randy Orton? The bloodline. Solo Sokoa, Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso, boom. There it is. It makes sense. Randy Orton told Jey Uso, yeah, you're going to have a fucking receipt. Remember that, bitch? You're going to have a fucking receipt coming to you. Nah, leave Jay alone. Leave Jay alone. Jay's got Jimmy. You know Solo going to have a match. Stop playing with me, bro. You know Solo's going to have a match at WrestleMania. He ain't going to be just sitting by with Roman Reigns. Man, fuck that. Solo, Sokoa, Randy Orton. It makes sense. Book it. Solo Sokoa versus Randy. This is just if I'm doing this, okay? Solo Sokoa, Randy Orton. Bailey versus EO Sky. Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Jade Cargill versus Sasha Banks. Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. LA Knight. Let me talk to you. Logan Paul for the United States title. Come on, bro. Talk to me. Talk to me nice. Uso versus Uso. Jimmy versus Jay. Any more questions? That's just if I was in charge. It's my creativity. It's what I would do. Let me know what you guys think about those WrestleMania matches. Let me know what you guys think about all the topical discussions that I talked about today. I had a blast. I'm happy that I'm back, man. Again, I want to make these episodes very special. Um, And again... Um, I appreciate the support, really do. Be sure again, follow me on social media, Twitter at JT Takeover, Instagram at the Wrestling Takeover, and TikTok at the Wrestling Takeover. I appreciate the love. I will see you guys later tonight for the Impulsive Podcast uh, reaction regarding with special guest Randy Orton. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Wrestling Takeover. I'm your host, Sean Turner. I'm signing off. Peace. <laughs>